Welcome to the Talking Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley, Harley Davidson. My guest today is former freestyle motocross athlete, photographer, and Harley Australia ambassador, Emma McFerrin. Welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries. Who's Emma McFerrin? Emma. Oh, just your everyday chick these days, but work in an office actually. But um, yeah, no, I was fortunate enough to ride freestyle motocross full time for about five years, um, traveling the world, riding my bike. It was pretty cool actually. So how, how, how does one get into that? My brother. Purely your brother. Yeah, I would have to say pretty much nearly everything I've done in life, I would say is based around Maddie. But um, yeah, he, parents, we um, got some land years back when, we, well, I was 13 at the time, um, moved house and parents bought my brother a bike. So it all just stemmed from there. He was riding. I just wanted to copy him. He raced every weekend. I had to go tag along, watch him. And I just got to the point. I was like, if I'm here, I might as well do it myself. And then race for motocross for like, I did 10 years actually. Then he moved across to freestyle and he sort of always convinced me, said you'll be the only chick, but I didn't really want to listen. I just kept racing, racing, racing. And then when I went along to one of his um, Showtime shows, I sort of went, this is cool. This is what I want to do. And quit my job at the time. I was, I think I was actually working in a deli. It's my first job. Wow. And then um, just went moving to Queensland. I'm going to give this a crack. And yeah, come from there. Actually, within six months, got my first tour, Krusty Demons. So pretty stoked on that. Six months time. Yep. So you've raced for 10 years. Yep. You turned your hand at freestyle and you got into a crusty tour. Yeah, within six months, first tour yeah. um, all around Australia. It was pretty cool. What year is this of crusty? Crusty tour was uh, last last crusty event was 2010, first for Destruction tour. And that was the one you're on? Yep. Awesome. How was that? Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was pretty nerve wracking, I'd say. The first show uh, was in Perth and Maddie Was that beat. the wild show? Ah. Oh. Probably. Probably. They're all pretty wild, crusty compared okay. to Nitro, but um, Maddie actually <laughs> dropped me at the train station and knuckled me, said good luck, and put me on the train, caught the train to Brisbane. Um, yeah, and then flew to um, Darwin, uh, Perth on my own. And it was, <laughs> I was pretty scared. I didn't, I knew Sawley, he was the one helping me at the time. He was like yep. a big brother to me, he used to follow me in um, each jump just to make sure I was safe. But yeah, went out there on my own and I actually did pretty well. Like I didn't miss a trick. So I was stoked to get the first nerves out of the way. And then, yeah, Maddie actually joined the tour probably two or three stops after that. And we did some side-by-side tandem next, or not tandem, but side-by-side freestyle next to each other, like a brother-sister act, which was pretty cool. Yep. Wow. So you got on the tour before Maddie did? Yeah. I don't know how that happened or why, but <laughs> I know I did at least three shows without him and then he jumped on board. So his, his thing was um, Showtime at the start. Yeah, he wrote his... Showtime full-time, so he might have been busy. I'm not too sure. It might have clashed, but yeah. Was the Krusty's experience a good one? Krusty was very different experience to Nitro set because I'd yeah. say it's um, a little bit hardcore, wild, yeah. where Nitro was very family-orientated. All the riders did look out for each other. It was like, yeah, pretty close-knit. Um, not as like cool guy kind of scene, I guess. No yeah. one cared just that sort of image. So, yep. yeah, I did love Nitro Seckers. Yeah, I can understand that sort of side of it. I reckon there'd be some fairly strong egos getting thrown around those yeah, that was time. Very different back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was I was a fair bit younger and when they'd go out and party, it was like a little bit different. Because I was going to yeah. ask you that too because like 2010, it's 10 years ago now, um, it's a fair, 
you would have been really young. Like really young. <laughs> really? Oh, no, I'm but pretty your, old. But your first, your first time on tour as yeah. well. That's, yeah. you know, coming from 10 years of racing into a Krusty's tour, that yeah. must be a bit of a bit of an eye-opener. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to say I was 22 at the time. But, yeah, yeah it, was, it was different. That's what I mean. To go out with those boys was different atmosphere to what I was used to, especially going out with girls in Melbourne, like high heels, dresses. It was, yeah, yeah but um, that was cool. Were you a partier? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was growing up in Melbourne, uh, very different to Gold Coast where I live now. Yep. Um, yeah, you did not leave the house without heels and dress where now I pretty much won't leave the house without thongs on, so it's yeah, cool. Yeah, each time I see you, you're pretty much either in riding gear or thongs. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. No, I love it. That's why I moved up. And so so Krusty Tour, you did just, just the one, that was the end of their Yeah, that, their was, their well. that was their last tour. Maybe ever. five stops. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then... Move straight on to Nitro the next year. So no more deli work, no more. Nah, no. Nah. So bit of a change. So what happens? Like you, you leave, you leave going basically full time work and racing of a weekend to going on tour, wage this that. Like it, it's it all happens pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I actually had barely even been working full time long. I did study photography, so it was not long after that. Just maybe got like my first job, started a bit of work during the week, and then went away, did that. But um. Oh, the money was completely different. Obviously, <laughs> Dally, not so much money. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I did my first tour, I, like, I thought I was killing it. I probably didn't work for the next six months, but wow. I should have. <laughs> it wasn't probably <laughs> that much money, but after working, it's like a little shitty job. It was a big change for it's sure. It's not like you're going to retire at 22. Nah, not, no. at, all, not at all. But I think the feeling of Re-unreal. the change in reality was, yeah, sick. Because you did study photography. Yeah. So that's what, one what thing I didn't copy Maddie on. I did Maddie that didn't? before him. No. Yeah, cool. So what did you do? I, I studied um, at RMIT Applied Photography and Design, yep. um, two-year course. So no, that, was, that was cool. I just I didn't really even know what I wanted to do when I finished um, school and I just wanted to do something hands-on, something I enjoyed and did that. And then once I started freestyle, I, I had all my equipment and that, which I actually sold majority of it to Matt. But when I started riding, I couldn't quite concentrate on the both. It was... I found myself every time I go to train, like freestyle, I'd pick up the camera and be too excited to take photos. So then I just kind of got rid of it and just went, I'm going to focus on riding. Mm. Yep. Two different sides of the brain. Yeah, I got too excited with photos that I didn't want to ride myself. So it was just like one or the other. You're out there to practice. We'll probably get to that later, but that's probably something that's ha- that probably happened later on again too, didn't it? I'm yeah. guessing. Yep. So what, so what was your first bike? What did you start riding on? Uh, XR80, 1986 model, same as Matt, cool. same year as him. Same bike as Matt or a different Yeah, one? we just had the one between us, mm-hmm. so we shared that. And then got my first like bike on my own was an XR100. Yeah, nice. And then I got all of his hand-me-downs, although I did get the first Serif 250. I was the first year on that where Matt was on 450 by that point. So, oh, right. Yep. And who was faster as a kid? Oh, Matt smoked me. All the time? Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. And did he did he follow the racing path? Or yeah, Matt was actually a really good racer. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he was A-grade racing with actually like Bilko and Sinks and all those guys. Um, but then once he switched freestyle, a few injuries, at one point he broke both his wrists and his leg and just sort of never come back from it. Um, just bad arm pump that it killed him racing for him. So that's when he focused full-time freestyle. And travelling the world doing the freestyle thing. Yeah. How, Pays the bills. Yeah, yeah 100%. How, how long did you go on tour for for the Nitro? Nitro, oh, I'm going to say we did at least like four years or so. First I started out, I wasn't riding it. It was a plant in the crowd. I don't know if I meant to say that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> is that, 
true. Like, someone, <laughs> am I going to have to answer it here? But that happens, eh? I'm guessing, uh, don't you say. But I guess if there's a trick that's supposed to be happening, they might pull someone out of the crowd to do something, maybe. Yeah, I guess it depends on safety. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Some of it's definitely real. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And as, okay, so you went that's on to it. Yeah, <laughs> let's leave that there because we'll talk. But yeah, Let me just... I'm going to say, um, yeah, I did Oz Tour. What did we have? I mean, we have. We did Oz Tour, went across to New Zealand, yep. come back, would have been regional Oz, and then eventually did Europe. I did a couple of tours in Europe and then we did America. So, and then I went back to Europe after, unfortunately, when we were doing tandem, it was rough. Every time Matt got injured, I'd get sent home because I was on his bike and mm. it happened several times. He kept sort of breaking his legs at the time and it sucked. It was yeah. tough. That would be, um, yeah, you're a duo. Yeah. In every, every part, I guess. Yep. So, yeah, he had some pretty bad luck and one time was, just a stupid little accident. He jumped on the tow rope for the Gigana. Thought he could jump the mountain bike. We all told him not to and crashed, dislocated his shoulder. Yep, we get sent home. Another time I actually kicked his foot when we landed the trick and it landed on the brake, so we slid out. Just a stupid little crash, but snapped his ankle clean. He had surgery, we got sent back to Europe at the time. Two weeks later, he's like, we're going back, we're riding. He had all pins and plates. He couldn't even walk, went back to America did the next few shows and then he got really, really bad infection, like end up back in hospital. So missed that tour again. Overseas in hospital? Yeah, in America. Uh, yeah. Yep. Real bad, like blood infection from riding with, I guess, stitches, open wound. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. You guys are crazy. Like you look Dude. back at some of that stuff, it's, um, you've had some wild times. Yeah, definitely. It's so worth it. The first tour, say the first tour you go on in say 2011, what happens? You, you get on there, um, <laughs> Do they just hand you like a nitrous circus card or like for someone like me, I'm completely yep. outside it. What happens? Like does Travis Pastrana oh. come up to you and go, hey, welcome, go do your thing or is it, you say it's like a family. So. It's, yeah, it was family, super like yep. so close-knit. Supportive. But, um, supportive, yeah. Yep. Everyone actually cares how everyone's doing, health, safety. Yep. Um, but God, nah, the organisation behind Nitro is unbelievable. Definitely the best group I've worked with. You're handed a tour book as soon as you begin. It's got the entire six weeks, start to finish, every day, pretty much itinerary routine, what flight you're on, what hotel you're in, everyone's numbers, just where you're going. And then the best thing I love, which I sort of never forget, is the day sheets under your hotel door. So wake up to this sheet under your door and it's like if you want to get on the bus to go skydiving at 8.30, jump on the bus. If you want to go do your own thing, do this. But just list time after time, like whole day, itinerary of what you're able to do if you want to. If you don't want to get involved, that's your choice, but it was sick. So constantly, every single day of tour? was just fun Potentially stuff. something to do fun. Yeah, for yep. like non-show days. Show yep. days was get up, go to the venue, practice, yep. this and that. But um, for days off in between, if it was a weekend tour and we were on tour during the week, it was just like fun shit to do every day. Wow. That'd be addictive, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's that's definitely a side I miss. Um, yeah, never live that again. It's cool. Did did Matt, obviously your brother, did you guys have a bond as kids? Like obviously growing through doing the stunts that you've done together, same deal. I want to touch on that a bit more, but it must be a pretty incredible bond that you share. <laughs> I won't go into depth. He'll kill me, but um, let's just say he'd give me a hard time growing up for yeah. sure. 
up until nearly I was probably 16 and then we, we got along really good. Um, yeah. Like obviously his brother and sister growing up always fighting. His but nickels, um, yeah. Yep, constant nickling and then 16, I just remember that. It's one day he's like, do you want to come shopping with me? And we went into Melbourne City and it was like, you want to be my friend kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> and then from then on, yeah, like, real close. So it was yep. cool. Yep. And that, that obviously helped with travelling the world together and stuff like that. Yeah, it was always good to have him there. Like when we'd arrive at a like, new city, go check in the hotel, go meet down the lobby and sort of go explore, do some stuff together. Must have made it easier to, to leave sort of home, I guess. Yeah. Um, having a family member with you. Someone well. there, yeah. Yeah. But then when I, I did live in Europe for like in Germany for about three years, I was completely on my own, like yeah. just stay with the family I didn't know. Well, I got to know them after that long, but... Yeah, it was a pretty big sacrifice, I guess. Friends and family, but worth it. Definitely, definitely. What what, uh, what sort of area would that be in in your sort of uh, non oh, was Only three years ago, I just oh, not even three years. I well, maybe three now. I come back from Germany after I broke my femur. Just when your femur? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Sort of ended it for me, unfortunately. But the time's gone quick. Maybe quick. not for you, but yeah, it has gone quick, eh? Hey? Very. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like yesterday I was riding, but then it does feel like a long time ago. So, what about the injuries? How 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 do you how do you overcome that? Oh, to me, I don't know. It doesn't bother me in any way whatsoever. Do At all? Nah. I, the, the one that's affected me the most, strangely enough, like all my freestyle accidents, yep. I don't care. Like you're just hanging, using that downtime, just waiting to get back on the bike, like thinking about what went wrong, just how you can be better, what you can learn when you come back. But the one that really affected me is I had a road bike crash probably two years ago and mm was in shorts and singlet, come off on the bitumen and it was the most pain I've been in my life. Just mad gravel rash but just the whole process of scrubbing it, cleaning it, it really mentally affected me because I think because it wasn't something that was my fault, it was on the road, there was nothing I could do. So now when I ride, like it's constantly what I'm thinking about, just what's on the road, what's ahead of me and just envisioning coming off. But where freestyle, like have a crash, go short, break my femur, I know what I did wrong. You can analyse it yep. straight away. So it doesn't scare you in any way whatsoever. Not for me anyway. No, yep. especially after the years and some of the crashes yep. and stuff oh, like that. Even that one, um, big one in Darwin, everyone's obviously seen That's it. That's scary. That huge overjump and, yeah, nearly the first time back riding, Maddie's like, you've got to go hit 75 again. If you don't, you'll be scared. So yep. anything you tell me, if I do, I go and do it. And I remember it clearly I was down at Jacko's. Lined up 75, hit it, but Maddie's hiding behind the landing, just too scared to watch, waited for me to land, then come out. (laughs) What happened that day? Darwin. Everything. Uh, I think it was a bit of a mix of, it was a gnarly tailwind. It was actually like a uh, side tailwind Mm -hmm. and brand new bike. It wasn't mine. At the time I'd been given, I'm going to say like a three-year-old bike off Kawasaki. So when I flew up to Darwin, it was like a three-year new bike, very different speed, obviously, and then bitumen, tailwind, just all went wrong. So jump. Re- recipe for disaster. Like yeah, I didn't, no practice, just straight up. Like, I think if you're on the same year, it's like a lot similar, but just a big change in everything, older bike. Yep. Evolution sort of yep. thing, it changed up. Yeah. And what happened to you? Uh, so strangely enough, I broke my wrist, dislocated my wrist and didn't get a concussion. Even no. though head foot, 90 foot. Uh, he- yeah, head first, 90 foot. No concussion. It's like the only crash I've had that I've been awake. Wow. And I did have like an air pocket of um, air come outside my lung, which kept me in hospital for about seven days. I wasn't able to fly home just in case it, the pressure popped it. Yep. But nothing serious. Nothing at, bad. At all. Bad. No. Yep. Wow. That is... Um, yeah, it's like the best injury I've had. Because a lot of people have seen it. Yep. Like, 
no doubt. It's, it was it was big. Yeah. What um do the concussions worry you? Oh, they do now. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Because like you you hear of obviously yeah. football and this and that now like. Uh, 2010 and 11, nobody even would have thought yep. about concussion. And um, it scares me sometimes for sure. Yeah? Yeah. I think there was a there was one stage I had three concussions in a month. So yep. obviously they say, what, like six to eight weeks off. And I went one weekend, next weekend, had a weekend off, next weekend, knocked out again. And then I didn't ride for about six months after that. I was pretty out of it. But um, it's more like just forgetting stuff like I can openly admit like I forget what I say and then people like you told me that and it, it, it can get upsetting when like I don't even know or the biggest thing for me I know people say drinking obviously you can drink too much but drinking sets it off 100% really yep. yeah what's well, so like a forgetfulness or... yeah and it can go either way like I could have two drinks and not remember the whole night or I could have 20 drinks and remember them the whole night but you just never know which way it's going to go. Where the like, is. Yep. Well, it can, yeah, it's, I, that's what I find the biggest thing for me is, and I know people just say you drank too much, but some nights like I'll barely have drank and I won't remember anything sort of thing. Yeah. So that's got to be from, from that. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Like it just seems to switch at the most because if you drink a lot, like I'll remember less during the week sort of thing where if I don't drink for a while, like I'll be a lot better, definitely mentally. What's the... um. Like in your concussions and that, is it a fog, like a fogginess or like did you have any of those things where it was forgetful for say three months' time or were you pretty good like not No, nah, I've it? never had a serious one in not any like way. No, nah, yeah. like you might lose a couple of hours or whatever. But um, Matt had a really bad brain injury. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had like a stroke, half his face stopped working, didn't remember probably, yeah, like four months. They took his licence off him for a year. He wasn't allowed to drink for a year. But he come out of it pretty good. Yeah. Just right. killing it now. What, like, what year is this? Like, oh, it was at Bathurst um, doing a Showtime event. Yeah. And no one realised, I guess, the severity over the time. They put him on the plane, sent him home, and I think he went to drive the next day and back straight into a car. And me and mum sort of clicked a few things, went right. Mum took him into back to the hospital. This yeah. is like a week later and they did a brain test and, yeah, he was... He doesn't remember anything. But um, we were moving house at the time, so it was kind of a bit of a funny period for us because he didn't know what was going on. We tell him, you're going to pack your room like we're leaving, and instead of packing in boxes, he just packed it all in his cupboard and shut the like, cupboard door. And oh, no. Then same sort of thing, drinking. Every time he was drunk, he'd actually attempt to go back to our old house. Really? Like not realising wow. where we lived, but just that period he was a bit lost. But now you wouldn't even know. No, it, come, it comes back. Yeah. Like- Wow, that's yeah. I, I I didn't know that, and obviously Bathurst, you're onto bitumen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's so, crazy. That yeah, is. it's scary. That was a scary one for yep. me and my mum. Like just talking to him. Some days he couldn't even like comprehend we were speaking and just walk off. So it was scary for sure. Were you there? Nah, no, no. Which that's why no one knew. They just put him on the plane, sent him home. We thought he was fine, and then realised. And then he, he got wasn't. back up. Yeah. Wow. Was that back in Brizzy or were you just? No, nah, oh, we're still all living in Melbourne. In at Melbourne time. at that time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So when did you migrate? When did you come to come to Queensland? Oh, I moved back for good three years ago, I'd say. Yep. When I did break my femur, I flew back to Melbourne and sat on the couch for a while there and wasn't in a good way and that's when Matt sort of said, come up here, we'll get you sorted. And, yeah, loving it now. But um, I was up and back probably last sort of seven, eight years, come mm. up one time just to ride, get a bit of practice in. Actually was meant to stay with Matt for two weeks and just sort of never went home, ended up renting a room with some friends and then... Got on tour and then 
was back and forth ever from there. Except in between, I did go and live with Jacko for a year. Oh, when um, yeah, Lockhart, Lockhart. Uh, made the move down there when I got serious about flipping. Um, once I learned to flip and then realised he sort of had that set up, I could practice every day. I just moved down there, just did 10 flips every morning to keep it consistent in my head and not make it as scary as it had to be. Was it scary at the start? Yeah. <laughs> it was even scary after a month off, I'm going to say. But when you did it every day, it become pretty normal yeah. for me. But if I had to do it now, yeah, pretty scared. Yeah. I but I... that first one to do it, for sure, it was scary. Good feeling? Yeah. Like good. accomplishment? Yeah, yeah. So foam pit for or foam pit or mattress or what yep. were you doing at the start? So actually like within two weeks kind of learnt to flip. It was pretty cool for me. Wow. I, I couldn't even flip a trampoline. I probably could have, but I was a pussy. <laughs> so within two weeks I went to like a um, trampoline class with kids like about this big. They were all laughing at me and the teachers stand there like trying to help you flip yeah. and stuff, bit of support, did that. And then I went BMX to foam pit, then mini bike foam pit, my big bike foam pit, and then to resi. Wow. So, yeah, two weeks. So it happened pretty quick. Yeah. Are you a natural? Are you a naturally talented person? Yes and no. I feel like I do pick up a lot of stuff pretty good. So yeah. yeah. So you must be. Maybe you know you're not going to talk yourself up. <laughs> yeah, you can't be too bad. Yeah. So. I think I'm just stupid more than anything. There's a lot of reasons just why. Keep pushing things. Yeah, girls don't do what I've done. It's I'm an idiot. Like I'll crash and get hurt and say I'm going to do it again. I don't care. It's fine. Just keep going back. Yeah. We you were the first first female freestyle from uh, Oz though, hey. Australia, yeah. Yep. Jolene was Obviously. the first one in the world and yep. then I did it, yep. Does that feel good? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I, I think I don't even realise anymore. Like I yeah. forget. I forget I even nearly did it. It's, does I that feel it. like a different part of your life now? It does. Like some days I stop and I have people ask like how's two or how's this? And I'm like, fuck, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That was, it was definitely a good achievement. Um, stoked to have done it. Like that's the main thing, I guess. Obviously it had to come to an end one day and... I did it. Like that's the best thing. Yeah, you've done yeah, it. Yeah. Tick the box. Yeah. On a day, say say you're in you're in Germany or you're yep. anywhere competing. Have you ever had days where you're like, I don't know if I can do this, and you you've got a contract or you've got to do it. Have you ever had days like that where it's like, gee, this is really hard, or I'm scared to do this? Uh, flipping in Germany, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we had different ramps. Like there's actually like a Euro kicker. Oz kicker and a US kicker. So oh, okay. the same super kicker in three different radiuses. Yep. And I learned on a US and I found that the easiest for me. Yep. And then went to Germany <laughs> and had to go flip straight up to pretty much the inner show for neither the jumps on a Euro kicker. Anyway, struggled, was getting it done, just kept repetitively doing it, but nearly crashing, could barely get round. I just remember just ringing Matt. It was probably like the middle of the night for him and I'm just like, I can't work it out. I keep trying. He's just like, don't do any more. Just stop. Like, you're going to hurt yourself. He's like, just go out in the show and do it. You know you can do it. I was like, no, but I want to do it right. Like, I wanted to get better. I wanted to learn. But anyway, I listened to him and just went out and I did it. It wasn't my cleanest slip, but, yeah, I don't know. That ramp just always sorted me and I, I hated it, but... But you just overcome it, I guess. Like, yeah, just go. Yep. When the crowd's all there, you just go, go for it. What? Do you yeah. hear the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, especially when you ride out to your wave, like everyone's gone mad. Over there, the atmosphere is out of control. What, in Europe? Yep, different level to really? Australia. Yeah, it is so loud. They all have their kind of like chainsaw things like without the blade on it. It's, nice. Yeah, it's sick. So travelling over there to do that, that sport yep. would be the ultimate? 
Yeah, I did a show in Tijuana, Mexico. That was probably nearly the biggest one I've done. Like, a Nitro show? Nah, it was Expilots. Oh, what's that? Uh, I think it was a competition actually, but yeah. I was just like a show yep. and a girl. But um, yeah, it was like a football stadium and in Tijuana. Yeah, like I don't like I don't know if it's NRL or whatever it is, but yep. um, the whole entire stadium besides the back wall just full. That would have been incredible. So, yeah, it was loud. It was cool, and you could G and Mark walk out and just do like the Mexican wave, and the whole stadium would do it. Sick. Did, did you get a chance to have a bit of a look around Mexico? I was there for about a week, but I was kind of instructed. Don't leave the hotel on my own. Wow. But, yeah, it's pretty wild over there. Yeah. Um, so not too much, just cruised around a little bit. Cool place to go, though. Yep. Really cool That's place to go. definitely an eye-opener. Even um, I think one of the biggest experiences was crossing the border. So we flew into America and drove across mm-hmm. and then going back through on the way home is out of control. The um, Into San Diego. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, eh? It's very. Yeah, you <laughs> sit there for like four or five hours and it's like you can buy – Everything and anything you ever think of yeah. and there's people like dragging themselves along the ground with legs cut off just trying to get money off people. Like it's full on. It's so, um, for us here, yeah. it's just so different. Yeah. You know. You really appreciate Australia. You do. Yeah, yeah. And I guess travelling the world like you have, you've been you've been pretty much everywhere yep. or a lot of places. Yeah. I guess you'd, you'd have that feeling a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even just I was saying today actually at work, like, you don't realise how nice Australia is until you leave. Like yeah. when you come back, you're like, we've got like the best features in the world. Like it's it's nice. Yeah, everything about it is yeah. it's good. And we're, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, we really are. It's yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible place and beaches, hills, yeah. whatever it may Especially be. Especially like Goldie, it's like everything's within a couple of k's. It's cool. You drive 30 minutes, you're in the hinterland or whatever. So you're, you're stoked that you've settled there? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a pretty good lifestyle. I can't complain. It's <laughs> settled as <laughs> someone. Don't know what else I'd be doing. No, no, 100%. Still what? love to be riding, but body's just a little bit. I'm, I'm riding, but not professionally, obviously, but um, body's just a bit broken. Now, when, when I spoke to you on the phone um, probably a couple of weeks ago, you said to me, oh, there's a little part of me that loved to go back out and have a go. You were filming with Corey. I yep. think that's right, hey? Yep. We just done MX21 shoot for you, I think. Yep. Yep. And there's like, oh, there's a little part of me that wants to, wants to, wanted to. Would it, would it ever ignite again, do you think, to go uh, out? Like do freestyle? Yeah. I'd I'd love to. Like yeah. there's no reason. I'd, I don't even know why I stopped, to be honest. I just sort of started working. Like, But mm. I worked to keep mentally sane why I couldn't ride and then it just become the normal, or, or, nor, I think. But um, biggest stop for me is my back. Like I just got a lot of back issues down and some days can barely even like bend down, take your pants off you and yep. it, it kills like legs and arms you can deal with, but not back. And I'd love to actually go back and flip one more time. Definitely. But mm. I just know, I think in the back of my head, it's like one little mistake. If I did case or if I did over rotate and jar my back, like there's a fair chance I could end up in a wheelchair and it's like, is it really worth it to say I did it? Like that's what's stopping me to be honest. And you've done it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've, it, I've done it, so yeah. what's one more? And it's always that one more that catches you out. For sure. And yeah. you've done, you've had this, like, career of doing it. Yep. Um, that if you did it for no sort of money to it, it's just like it's, I know that's not everything, but it, it's when it's, Well, know, it has been your job health, at some point. Health, health on the line, yeah. You know, and you, did, you, you got paid to put your health on the line at yep. one point. Now to put your health on the line for free. Yeah, be harder as well, I guess. Which even when I stopped flipping, I like it wasn't even like 
the money was amazing and I remember crashing one day and ringing Matt and just going, like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, no one's making you. And that's when I just went, I'm not flipping anymore. Like, it's, the money was sick but it become when I didn't practice every day at Jacko's, it becomes scary to go three months without practising and just have to flip to dirt. For me, like, yeah, guys do it easy but it was a mental thing and when I didn't have the consistent practice and would end up, like, headfirst on the ground and... Just be like, what am I doing? Like, I could ride and have fun and still get paid and do half the amount of stuff I'm doing. So, you love riding bikes? Yeah. Like, it is something you actually love to do as well, hey? Yeah. I love the um, road bike side of it right now. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> uh, that accident, was that something like the road bike accident? Yeah. Did that put you off it at all? Killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Off road bikes? Yep. Um, I like fought pretty hard to just keep riding I had to kind of withdraw myself from riding with groups because I didn't like the feeling of being pressured obviously I'm pretty competitive and I felt slow and I knew I was a lot slower than when I was before I crashed I didn't enjoy it like I wanted to be faster I wanted to ride with the boys but I was so scared of coming off again that I just kind of cruise on my own try and get past it but I'd find myself just clenching and just constant visions of coming off every corner and I'm going to say, like, um, my confidence has come back amazingly since jumping on the lowrider Harley. Yeah. I feel just, I feel comfy. I was telling someone the other day, I pretty much don't even think about it anymore. Like, I can ride and have fun again. Well, when I followed you on the lowrider, yep. it was like, like nothing. You wouldn't happened. have known, yeah, no. but put me, like, six months ago yeah. and, yeah, I'll admit I was struggling. Like, yeah. it lasted at least two years. But oh. that bike, I don't know, like, I just feel comfy. I'm loving it's it, having right? the best fun ever. What got you? What got you into the Harleys? Matt, <laughs> nah, yeah. not Harley, but um, it, yeah. When I moved up, he was always road bike riding. Him yeah. in April, um, yeah, went and got my license. I was actually riding his bike a little bit without it, but um, quickly got that, and then got the little CV two fifty and that's little red, little red, red rocket. Did you build that yourselves or did nah? You I bought that one done and it looked cool, eh? Best fun I've had on my bike. Um, Serious? Yeah, did some dust hustle events on it. it. Was I wish I didn't sell it. I just sold it because I didn't have enough room in the garage, but um. Too many bikes. Went from that and then bought this old CX500, which is just a nightmare. It broke down a hundred <laughs> times, had it for a week, sold yep. that. And then um, friends sort of said, we'll build you a new bike that looks old. So built um, the Cafe Racer, the Yamaha Bolt and full custom build and it's pretty trick. And somewhere in all that, um, with the um, dust hustle side of things, Harley hit me up and said, we got this tracker here if you want to race it. Yep. And then it progressed from there into road bikes and couldn't yes. be even happier. Like just so lucky to have them behind me, um, swapping bikes, give me just the option to ride all these different bikes is the best thing like for my confidence. For sure. I think that I think that's a big part. The more things you can ride, the better. Yep. You start to realise what sort of suits you're riding. Uh, yep. Like everyone's everyone's different. Do you like do you think the low rider is the best thing for you? Yep. Just it is. I d I don't know, I just it just it just feels cool. Yeah, they like it's comfy to ride for me. It's comfy. They flow like yep. on our roads that we've got here. They yep. flow just really yep. well. Where practice. I had the forty eight before that, and yep. I thought at the time that was cool until I got on the low rider s, and then it was the comfiest thing I've ridden. Yeah, like for for just flat flow and cornering everything. Wow. But they're about to swap that one over and give me something different. So we'll see what the next one brings. Really? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, Softail, but I don't know any more than that. Okay, yep. I believe, I think. So oh. it's got a few mods to it this time, so we'll see. Because the lowrider was just completely yep. just stock. Yep, yep, yep. Ah. So it's nice and quiet. Do you know when that is? 
Nah, not too sure. Okay. Probably hearing this, they'll take it off me real soon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, oh wow, so that's a um, yeah, that's a bit of a change. Yeah, so, yeah, because you'd look really, really comfy on that when we um, where we um, Yukai. Yep. Yeah, coming back through the Yukai Road back to Mwilumbar there. It's just, just flowing. Yeah. I might have to good. see how much they um, can buy one off them for. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's my next good. one. So, so Matt was the, the influence into road stuff as well. Yeah, just come up. Yep. They were riding every weekend and I was jumping on a few times. And Actually, Bruce. Um, Bruce Robson? Yep. Yeah. Lent me bike to ride. I think it was like KLX or KX, something he'd custom yep. build at the time and went on a cruise with those guys and – just loved it after that. It's just, I don't know, when you don't want to go the effort to go load your bike up, go to the track, pay the entry fee, to just jump on a road bike, go out and have some fun, have meet people, coffee, pub, beers. Social. Like, social. Go home, put the bike in the shed, done. It's so easy. It's so, yeah. Yeah, especially cool. reliable bikes. Like yeah. if you've had, you know, bikes that you've had to build up and stuff. Yeah. You know the that CX, for instance. Yep. Oh, I had it for a week and got rid of it. I couldn't. The reliability and that just... Where some people love that, they want to work on bikes. Yep. I can openly admit, I hate working on bikes. I hate it. <laughs> I, I like riding them. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm not yep. a huge fan. I, I can do most things, but yep. it's like, oh, I don't know about it. You know. Yeah, just... I can like do it. I've built yep. all my bikes for freestyle. I can always swap and change and everything, but yep. yeah, I don't really enjoy it, to be honest. So your relationship with Harley started with the 750? Yep, the yep, yep. And how, how's that? You enjoy that? Yeah, it's it's fun to ride it. That things, it sounds tough. It looks tough. It's it's powerful. It's cool. Yeah, they go hard. Yeah, like they go really really well. Yeah, so I've been lucky. I did the um, first dust hustle at QMP on that one. Um, was that the first time you got it? Yeah, I had it before. I was just riding some dirt track, but yep. it would have been actually day in the dirt, the little track, um, TT track or whatever. But yep. That track sucked a little bit for that bike. It was a bit big and chunky for those tight little corners. You couldn't really open it up, but yep. um. Did that, then did McDoom Raceway on it. That was fun because I'd done the year before on the CB250 and everyone was just smoking me, so it was cool to have some power. But um, then I've taken it to a couple of motocross tracks, and I'm going to say that's nearly the most fun I've had. <laughs> yeah, took it to Gap Creek and it was pretty cool to jump some tabletops and you stuff on it. You took the 750 it. up there? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's fun. And it was actually good? Oh, yeah, it's just fun. Everyone's just looking at you. I was passing a few people. It was cool. Wow. I don't know how the bike enjoyed it, but. But it did it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Still going now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it is. And you've just entered into the hooligans. Yeah, I think that one's about three weeks away, so. so which you've, you've done. You've ridden there and everything already, but you've entered into the race meeting. Yeah, I, I openly admit I won't do too well, but it's just a bit it's of fun. fun. Um, yeah. I am a bit of a confidence thing with that. Like, I do now think about the consequences and that bike's like 230 kilos if I drop it it's it's gonna hurt like it could be a stupid crash but if that thing lands on me it's yeah it's probably gonna break some bones so yeah there's just, a leg yeah just know. trying to keep it upright and have fun yeah, yeah I think that and that's I think that's what the should the event should be about yeah that's no, yeah. different atmosphere it's cool yeah, yeah. good yeah. just good bunch of people good dudes cruisy. good people good girls whatever yeah. who's whoever's around it's just a good the yeah. last one was great uh yep. This one sold out again. Yeah, uh, that'd be the fun. There should be good. Yeah, so. looking forward to it. Um, be cool to just do something again after the whole COVID. I think. Oh man, lockdown's been uh, yeah. yeah, lockdown's been a bit nuts. Tough. Not so bad for us up here, but oh, uh, we shouldn't complain at all. No, sinking yep. under as I said it, but yep. uh, it's still been funny for event people like yourself. <laughs> yeah. You go to a lot of events yep. and work and it's a lot just of been events. Quiet, yeah, yep. so yeah. Even with like unit um, doing photography, there's there's nothing on like. 
How'd you get a job at UNIT? Sam Moore. Sam? So I've been sponsored by him as an athlete for, I'm going to say, about six years now. Yep. But, um, yeah, I was, what was I doing? I was working at MX store at the time. And um, Sam sort of said he was ready to leave and if I wanted a job, we could make something work. But, so um, he was at UNIT at the time? Yep. Yep. And he was just doing two days a week. So I started and I was actually only put on for two days a week and contracting to those guys and I still did some contracting for MX Store, running all their socials and stuff. And then eventually just went unit and I was working for my brother, made social, me and him did a fair bit of um, videography together, filmed some episodes and a lot of product photography, all that sort of stuff. We shot everything, so that was cool. But just contracting two days a week and... About March this year, unit really pushing for me to go full time and offering the contracts and sort of weighing it up. But being a contractor, you can make some pretty good money. But I took the sacrifice and I say I love it. Like, yeah, stoked I did it. It was a perfect timing with COVID. It could not have been better. Um, yeah, they, those guys are really pushing right now, and it's cool to see the brand develop and they got some cool stuff coming. And it's like legitimate full time. Like you have <laughs> been, like we speak a bit. And you've been under the pump for a couple yeah. of months. Yeah, that, their range has just, like, I'm going to say, nearly tripled in size in the last, like, three months. It's cool. They're just, they haven't been held back. They're just developing more and more product and getting their foot in the door, different um, departments. And, yeah, we've just been shooting. I, I do all the photography and help with the online editing, starting to do a bit of design, and the boys have taught me heaps. So Photoshop skills have brushed up massively since I studied like 10 years ago. Yeah, it's nice. cool. And I do enjoy it, surprisingly enough. Like it's 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 rough to sit at a desk all day, but I enjoy the work, so it's worth it. And it's so cool to see a brand do that. Yep. Like start, you know, this was their core. core freestyle was a real core part yep. of their business, I guess. Now they're in this part. They've got their workwear. Yep. It's, it's cool to see Just launched the um, active range for chicks, which is cool. Like an Active wear range? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's oh, ha- good. It's happening, eh? Yeah. So is that actually on the market now? Like, yeah, the Active Wear just dropped last week. Um, yep. About to bring another range also. Um, yeah, they just they got so much product right now, so it's keeping us extremely busy. Because, like, as a business, like, they came from a time where um, it, it sort of um, it ceased for a while, didn't it? Yep. I think it yep. basically the old, completely... Um, owners bankrupt. Or, yeah, like, yeah, it, went, it went. Yep. And now it's like a rebuild and... Yep. Yeah, those yeah. guys have pushed hard, like proud of them. Um, it's cool to see it go so much further and like it's it's stuff I want to wear, like the clothing's cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, and same deal when we were on the phone the other week, we are talking about the design work and that. The design work is actually really cool. Yep. Actual designs. Yep. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, they got some like real clean cut stuff and some sort of hand drawn stuff and then they do keep that original like little line for those people because yep. it is still one of the biggest sellers. People love it. Really? Um, the original? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I, my family bought up some golf clubs the other month that I used probably in 2009 maybe. And I, I only opened them up earlier this week and I haven't, haven't touched them since. And I opened them up and there was a unit stubby cooler in there <laughs> from 2009. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's pretty crazy. So it's probably, does it still look the same or it's changed? It's changed. Oh, some of it's similar, yep. but uh, it was just chicks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> was, they're, they're dropping that now. So, are they? Yeah. Yeah, so it was a unit stubby cooler from about, oh, yeah, it would have been to 10, 11 years ago since yep. I played golf. And yeah, I'm like, man, that is so yeah. funny. So yeah. yeah, that's one side of thing that's definitely changed. We just filmed um, the MX21 um, launch video yep. last week and 
it comes out next Thursday, I believe. But um, normally they have the chick in it every year. Like she might be holding the flag in her underwear, whatever. But like it always has been, hey? Yep. And I can say this year they've cut the chick and put kids in instead. So it's it was, changed. Yeah, yep. cool. Like to just have like two little young guys riding as well. It was, it was a fun day. It's good to see the brand evolve. Yep. You know, it's yep. gone from this part to this part. Yep. And, and some see. people, like, <laughs> I actually got someone comment on a photo, you know, put a photo of me on Facebook last week and someone's comment was like, what are you guys doing? You've gone from, like, chicks in bathtubs to me in the MX gear with a T-shirt on and they were ripping on me, but anyway. Oh, it happens. Yeah. That's model life, right? Hey? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was that was one of the one one of their big things, I guess, yeah. was like the bathtub this yep. and that. It was yeah, different time. It was actually a different era too. Yeah. Like in, in it was like a pop culture thing, I guess, too. And that's the thing, a lot of the like the actual stores don't want to show that stuff. So like even if we make it, they're not gonna sell it or like with our videos when it had the chick in it, it limits the audience. So yeah, yeah they've adapted to what's going on in the world. Huh? Yeah makes sense and you don't want to you don't want to discriminate against your own audience no. you know divide this yeah. or whatever it just yeah. doesn't work how'd um how'd retirement go not so good tough yeah it was tough like oh. hang on let's let's turn that back like you're in your early 30s like i'm not saying yeah, that you've completely okay. retired you're freestyle retirement how'd that go yeah it was definitely a tough period for me yeah. i don't want to be too negative but i did struggle like it was it was hard to go from that lifestyle of like living the dream. Like I said, day sheets under your door every day saying if you want to go skydiving, if you want to go drive a jet boat, like just endless opportunities, getting paid, all your clothing paid for, your food paid for, like alcohol unlimited to sitting on the couch with me. Like I flew home from Germany. I pretty much sort of realised because it was going to be such a long time off. I, I was sponsored by KDM at the time. I had a really good parts budget. Um, so I used all my budget, sent all my stuff home. Um, I had a manager over there, but, yeah, but I had to sell, like, give my bike back. And I just knew it was sort of going to be tough to get re-back into, but went home, sat on the couch, and I had a lot of issues with my leg, um, sort of three surgeries with the femur. Didn't realise that all the ongoing problem of when I got the rod out was actually my glute had been torn for 12 months also, and they never picked up on it. So Like prior to... No, nah, when I broke my femur, so they fixed the put the rod in for the break, but yeah. they never actually repaired the tear in the glute. So when I did start to walk, it was just like shin splints, my leg rolling in, the whole leg wasn't working, and then didn't know this at the time. Went and got the rod out. When they pulled the rod out, eleven months, they found the glute was torn. So then to try and retrain your brain to work that muscle, it took a huge amount of rehab, and I struggled and I. For me, I walk every day like I love it. It's like the first thing I do in the morning, chuck some music on, I think about my whole day. So to not be able to even just get out and walk, like it was tough on its own. I was sitting in Melbourne in winter and it all just sort of hit me and I struggled for sure but um, moved up to the Goldie and I actually got three jobs at once to keep saying. I'd gone from pretty much never working to just working my ass off just to keep occupied and not think about it and, yeah, I ended up becoming the norm for me. Like I'm sweet now, have fun, love it but... Work, work yeah. hard through yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you, you look forward. I think you appreciate some things more than maybe when you did. Every day was a weekend for me. It was like if you want to go riding, if you want to go do this. But now you look forward to those days off. Like you really, yeah, appreciate it. Makes sense. Because when you came up, you were iron resin. Yeah, so I was working there. iron and resin, um, MX store and Wahoos tacos. All at once? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. like some days I would start it. 
4 30, whatever, go open up at Ina Rosa and then go straight to MX store and do a day there. The next day might have been Wahoos and yeah. That's what I mean. I don't, I don't even know what I was doing. I didn't even, it wasn't about the money. It was just to keep mental. Yeah, just keep yeah, things happening. Yeah, just yeah. had to keep. Yeah, it was. And I remember one thing was like when you're at freestyle, you, you check the wind all the time. Like it's just, you can't ride if it's windy. And I'd be waking up every day and I'd be like, oh, it's windy, this and that. And mum's like, what are you talking about? Like, who cares? But I reckon I did it for a year. Like, wow. it was just something I did every day. You check the wind. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, so then it was just like the little things. And now I wouldn't even care if it's windy. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, just yeah. go walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so it was it was a tough thing. Yeah, and I think, like, you feel sometimes people think you're a spoiled brat or whatever. Like, what are you talking about? But if you haven't lived that life, like, it's hard to say. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah, I was, I was extremely lucky to do what I did and to go back to just that normal day-to-day routine, which I wasn't used to, it, it was hard for sure. It's like a, a new normal. Yeah, you know, and that's what I mean. Once you yep. adapt, it's completely fine. Like I'm not yep. playing now. Like I'd love to have more days off, this and that. But same time, even when I went full-time at unit, I was actually – I could have done four days, but somehow I just kept doing five. Like I didn't even care. It's just yep. – it was normal. But, yeah, nah, you, you get over it. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You forget you even rode. Yeah, I, 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 not that I find that hard to believe, but you, it's been, it, it had been such a chunk, you know, of yep. time and it'd be hard to, you know, it, just goodbye to that era, I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when people like start to bring it up and you, you look through your phone at your photos, you're like, yeah. shit, it was cool. When you're travelling the world, is it easy to build friendships with the, fam- the Nitro family? Oh, Nitro was cool, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, everyone was pretty close. And if we did bus tours, which was cool. So what do you it was mean? about, um, like, if it was a bus tour, it might have been, say, six weeks in America and you slept on a bus. You didn't, you got hotels, but maybe like every couple of days. It was a bit different to say being in Australia, you just went to your hotel, flew home, come back, whatever. Oh, yep. But bus tour, um, finish your show, sleeper bus, it might have been like six buses, 12 people on each, and you had your own sort of cabin, aircon, climate control, like music, everything in there. So it's well um, set up. Oh, it's amazing. You're not talking about the hillbilly bus that's no, down. Like, I mean, these buses are cool. Like full kitchens, different lounges, they're two story. Um, and, yeah, you'd finish the show, jump on the bus, it'd be loaded up with pierced food, drink, <laughs> yep. sleep all night, um, wake up, you'd be at the next venue, practice, show, jump on the bus. Next, you'd arrive in each country each night. Like, you wouldn't even know that buses would drive all night. Next show, next day, it was yep. different where kind of beat, I guess, sitting around airports, wasting time, like, checking your luggage in and out. It was For different. Sure. And you, crazy enough, you sleep so good on them things. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it just rocks you to sleep. Oh, that's they cool. They could drive like all night. You wouldn't so even know. So a proper a proper bus tour. Yep. Yeah, because when yeah, you said did. bus tour, I thought I, I thought, oh, you mean like you get to a city and you go out as a group together and nah, just do a bus yeah, tour, but you actually go around the whole. Yeah. So. Yep. Different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a different way of doing it. And, and we had our own sort of catering team. They were on their own bus, so even when you rocked up at the venue, it might have been eight a.m. Some days, yep. Joe jump in the shower, whatever. But um, the catering team would be all set up, like mad spread of food, and then they were travelled with us the whole time. It was cool. Wow. They built such a good thing, hey? Yeah, it was, yep. yeah, cool, really like cool. A, um, like an, it's it's just an event, a mobile, yep. it's like a mobile big yep. day out. Yep. You know, like every day for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, crazy times. So, what, uh, what would be one of the favourite venues? Do you have a favourite venue, like a venue that is a favourite? No, nah, because to us, like with the show set up, they all look the same once you're inside, I'm going to say, but... It was pretty cool um, to do Vegas, I'd say. 
Um, that one was pretty big. What is it? MGM Grand. MGM Grand or whatever. Yeah, yep, that was Yeah, right. pretty big one. Um, I think Matt actually had a broken ankle at the time, but we still we did ride it. Um, it's the last stop of the tour for us. So. Wow. Yeah, Vegas is such a town, hey? Yeah. For, for activity. Yeah. We only had like two nights there, I think. We broke up, same thing on the bus yep. at the venue, go in, practice, Get next out. day, after party, fly back to Germany, I think, at the time I did. Wow. So you based yourself in, in Germany? Yeah, I had a manager over there and yep. he set me up with another family of riders, Hannes and Luke Uckerman, and got along with them. They mm. rode full-time, so we used to just ride like nearly four days a week and then yep. travel together. Like Shows were all around um, Europe, so you drive to whatever, France, England. Um, and was that Nitro shows or was this? No, another? this is just in between Nitro, I was doing my own. Um, he just sourced me events. I did a lot of Night of the Jumps. What do you mean? Night of the Jumps oh, yeah? um, okay. competition, yep. but yep. I was just like a side act. So I did them for a couple of years. It was pretty cool. I flipped a couple of those and then just went just to upright tricks. Um, but oh, we did some pretty cool events like Goodwood Festival Speed in England. Oh, did you really? Yeah, that one was that's... awesome. Real like prestigious event really. Yeah, that's yeah. – um. Yeah, Lord Goodwood's yep. driveway, yeah, it was, isn't it? Uh, I actually, <laughs> funny, I had a crash the week before that in Austria and did my back, got airlifted, and I just wanted to ride that Goodwood so bad, so could barely walk, just strapped kidney belts, tie as I could, and I did like five days of shows there. I was glad I got oh, that really? one so done. It was a show every day. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah. Was it out on the out on the driveway? Like, where did they do it? Like, oh, they had a, they had a cool setup. I think yeah. they called it like the gas arena, and um, yeah, they had like. Side by side freestyle. No, that would have had probably f- two or three freestyle landings. Maybe a big pad across the middle. So side by sides and a return one. They had big like um, BMX setup. It's good, and that was like inside the track, I think. Because like that has you know Valentino Rossi some years, yep. and yeah, yeah they get some big names. Big so. names, like yep. big big event. It's a yeah. huge event. So for us, it was um, we had Edgar Torrenteras. Edgar Torrenteras, I I have Old seen freestyle him. rider. Yeah, and, I seen yeah. him at X Fighters over years ago. Yeah, yeah, long, yeah, long time ago now. I'm just trying to think so he made the event super fun. Really? He was a character. Good value? Yeah, it's cool. The X Fighters events were huge, hey? Yeah, I went to a couple. Um, Luke, the kid I was living with, sponsored by Red Bull and yep. did a few of them. So I went to like Munich. It was it was good. Yeah, right. What was the, what was the one in the uh, Coliseum one? Was that in Spain? I think that was yeah, in Spain. Spain. That was incredible. Yep. Incredible to watch, you know. Yep. So I went to Glen Helen. Glen Helen one was a... Okay. Yeah. It was an awesome event. So. Yeah, I just did Sydney and Munich, I think. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. What a, like, such a good era for that sport, hey? Yep. You know, do you think it can ever go back to that? Yeah, I guess it's going to depend, um, like, sponsors and stuff, like, whether people will back it. Yep. What about tricks? Do you think tricks can uh, advance further? I don't know. It's, it's The level's crazy. pretty high now, yeah. I was lucky to be a girl doing what I was doing. Like, I only had to flip and it was... <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Or if I wasn't flipping, I'd do like four jumps and it was just like, yeah, I was so stoked. And you get paid, yeah. no dramas. Yeah, Tell where me. the guys are like risking their lives. Like it's – Every time. Yeah, it'd be hard to be a young guy coming through now. Yeah, it'd be like – yeah, it, it's changed so much in that yeah. short time. Yeah, hasn't it? yeah. You, you touched on something before there. Um, do you get paid more for a flip? Yeah. Yep, because well, of the risk. I'd, yeah, like – yeah, even Australia or normal for guys, there's sort yep. of like a like a, a rate for like yep. f- not flippers and non-flippers. Yeah. So everyone sort of, if they do stick to it, it makes the sport fairer whether there's guys out there that undercut people and will do flips yep. heaps cheaper and it, it's killing the dudes that do it for a full-time job. But, 
yeah, for me being sort of only chick in the world going around flipping, it was decent money for sure. What got you into tandem? What tandem. was the start of that? Tandem, we'd seen um, some two Spanish dudes, like we just saw like a photo or something. Oh, really? <laughs> and we're like, we're going to do this. And I can honestly say it was nearly the most fun I've had riding a bike. It was, <laughs> it was just funny. To like it was funny to watch. <laughs> it was really funny for me, like to talk to someone while you're doing freestyles. It's cool. So you guys would just have a bit of a chat. Yeah, like we'd be on the run-up or you'd land and you'd be like, did you see that? Or like, fuck, I nearly missed that grab. And yeah, I don't know, it's very different. Normally motocross or freestyle, you're on your own. So Yeah, it's such an individual pursuit. Yeah, it was, yep. it was different. I had fun with it, sure. I would happily do tandem again, but my mum and brother said no. Like with my back, that's what caused it, um, unfortunately. Just oh, really? landing repetitively on that back. and uh, It was my own fault too. I used to just land with my feet off just didn't really think so it just, and it just jarred it all and yep. crushed it all. But when you do it every day sort of thing, didn't we only did four jumps a night and physio on tour, the physio would fix you straight back up. So I think I'd fine. And then it wasn't until I went back to riding my own shows and like could barely move and come back to Australia. And it was when I did my femur, it really set my back off and then got some MRIs and yeah, all my discs and vertebrae, like lower ones were crushed and I didn't know it at the time. So. Oh, wow. Oh, that's it. Yeah. A, yeah. Because yeah, it's a pretty cool. It was cool to see. Oh, it was so fun! I love it. So he's both. Did Matt like it as well? I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hope so. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So it's just yeah, one of those things that you see. You're like, oh man, I don't know if this is like as an outsider that looks scary, but yeah. I don't know in your own mind because you do it all the time. If it is, I think it was scary, but I'm just like I say, stupid. If he says do something, I'm gonna go do it. Go do but it. the funniest thing for me is. Actually, the first time we tried it, we yep. were on our own, which is stupid as hell. Like, if we'd have crashed, we'd never done this before. We just did a ramp somewhere. Yeah, we went to Robbie Marshall, had his place in Fernvale, and yep. we drove out together. And um, I was like, what if, what if we get hurt? Like, we don't even know what's going to happen. Seat bounce in a ramp, two people, like, it's not really normal. But um, he's like, we'll set the camera up on the tripod. He's like, surely we're not both going to get hurt enough that one of us can't crawl and grab the phone. All right, here we go. And, yeah, we'd get back and we'd run around, watch the camera and be like, oh, that was cool. Landed it straight away? Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, when we learnt the, um, like, crossover one, we swapped positions in the air. We went down to Jacko's and did that in the pit and then, yeah, straight to dirt, ready for the show. That one. That one's pretty, yeah, that one's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably more so, I might be wrong, but more so for Matt because he has to elevate so far. Yeah. Away, I guess. I don't he, know. He kind of jumps up like a heel clicker where right. for me I had to tuck as low as I could so it'd take my visor and stuff off. But if he didn't jump high enough, my head would catch his pants, which was yep. kind of weird. It's your brother. But um, <laughs> one time I think it was in Switzerland or Sweden or something, I when I went back because i got to let go of the bike completely to get yep. under him, I couldn't – I floated off the back and I couldn't get back on and I'm like grabbing and grabbing. I just got caught with my legs and – pull back on and that's when you're not ready to brace and just land and smash your back. But uh, we never really got too scary with that one. It's cool. Yeah, right. Did you have did you have any big offs? Nah, only that one crash, which is when I – The rear brake. Yeah, when I pulled myself on for a seat grab, I pulled too hard and just yeah. pushed him and kicked his foot on the brake. And the problem was because we got the second set of foot pegs, we didn't weld them. We welded them so they didn't fold. Yeah. So it could have been avoided, but when we crashed, the foot peg didn't fold, so it just snapped his leg clean. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we modified that next show. Yeah, that's that's an that's a very interesting Stuff, topic. Yeah, you don't think of. No, we with the Harley that we the tracker that we're doing yep. here, 
Um, and you'll know this from the 750, the foot peg, as you click up through the gears, keeps flicking up. Oh, they seem to stay up the whole track for me. I'm like flat out trying to find the peg. That's what happened to yep. me the first time I rode yep. as well. So I was like, let's just solid mount it. Yeah. But exactly what you said. And it's caught Matty out twice. He broke his leg, I'm going to say, dust hustle two years ago. Rode his CBC yeah. 650. Same thing, welded the full perch, put pegs on. Come around the corner, put his leg out and just clip the ground and when it forces your foot back, if the peg doesn't move, snapped his Bangs. tib and fib again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that was the that was the conversation we had. Yeah. Exactly it's like what you're little saying. things you probably don't think's gonna happen, no. but it's broken his leg twice. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good conversation to have now because yeah. we're we're D- looking don't at weld them. Don't weld them up. <laughs> so But yeah, we need to come up with something because for me too, like I spend the whole track just trying with to kick it, that foot peg kick down. It down. So what we what we have done is a, a, like a lug. Yep. Just so it slows it down. It'll still bend up if something happened. Okay. But um, just like a little lug in there to yep. um, to stop it because the first time I just kept getting the back of the boot caught and I just flick and <laughs> I do six laps of it up, up you yep. know, and uh, now now we've just put that in there. Yep. Solved it. And the guys are like, oh, mate, you couldn't weld it completely. I'm like, just weld it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, what about your leg? I'm like, I didn't think about it. But yeah. Now you say that, yeah. Was, I think it must have been maybe dust hustle. I'd just jam some sticks down the top, <laughs> yeah. something to keep it down. Just keep it down. Yeah. I remember him doing his leg there. Yeah, it was like didn't crash, same thing, just kicked it, but because yep. it whipped back, hit the foot peg, just sat there and took it. That CB, hasn't it? Had some work. <laughs> yeah, it's still going too. So tell me about Tassie. You rode Tasmania earlier this year. Yeah, we went down two weeks um, for White of the Mark, filmed a documentary. Yep. Um and it was, yeah, probably some of the most fun I've had since riding freestyle. It was, it was cool to be a part of. Like you had adventures because you've travelled the world on yep. motorcycling adventures. Would, how, how does this weight up? This is something anyone can go and do and mm. I'd, I'd recommend it. Um, yep. If you haven't been to Tasmania, straight up right there, it's it's amazing place. It's so small and everything's so close together and it's amazing scenery, really cool beaches. But, um, that you the, can ride on. Yeah, that was the best fun I've ever had. But, um, yeah, you chuck your bike on the Spirit of Tasmania not long and you're over there. And anyone can jump on and do the trip themselves. And it was just, just an awesome few weeks, yeah? Yeah. It was a good group of people. Um, it was fun. Just, it was some hard days for sure, like when you're riding, like feels like 12 hours a day and probably – well, it might not even be minus at the time, but torrential rain, you're freezing, soaking wet, your gloves are wet, your shoes are wet, and ride all day into the dark and then roll out your swag, which has been on the back of your bike, and trying to keep your bags dry, like under a tarp, under your swag, and tied off to the side of your bike, and then trying to dry your gloves on a fire, but you want to go to sleep because you're buggered, and you wake up in the morning, just put your wet gear on, and off you go again. But Proper adventure. Yeah, it was, it was well worth it. Have you, like, has Tom, Tom reached out about doing another one? There's definitely some talk about it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I know, like, he sort of said to me, oh, we might do something else and, yep. yeah, that'd be cool to, like, uh, I can't wait to see why of the Mark for one thing, yep. but uh, it'd be cool to see what you just come up with for the yeah, next one. Yeah, I hope there's another one. I hope I'm involved in it. Yeah, because yep. uh, from when I spoke to him, he's like, oh, Emma's got to be there. She's the furniture now. And Oh, cool. I didn't know if I'd get asked back because I had some trouble with, like, bikes and stuff, but... Me being like what I do, obviously the other guys, they're all bike builders. So if something yep. went wrong, they could sustain themselves where I felt like a bit of a pain in the ass. If every time I had a bike, something could happen, the boys had to stop, help me. But yep. no, nah, mm-hmm. they were so good. They just fixed everything and they could fix anything. Like it's crazy the stuff they could achieve on the side of the road. 
I think that's going to add to the film. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Have you even seen a draft yet or anything? I haven't. Time? There's been a draft, I think. Last I heard it was, I can't remember the exact time frame. Yeah. Say it was meant to be 30 minutes. It might have been two hours. Like it was just a whole lot of content. They're just trying to cut it shorter. And as you know, like you you spend a lot of time with video work. Yep. It's they got some work ahead of them. Yeah. It's, I think like they've got a lot of cool content. It'd be hard to cut it down. So yeah. Yep. You have to do like mini yeah, I think it'd be cool series. to have like a part one, part two maybe if, yeah. if it come down to it. We'll see what they come up with. But excited to see it. Um, it shouldn't be far off, I would say. 100%. How did you go across coming from photo to video? Because you've done a lot of video stuff now. Yep. How did you find it? Very different. Yeah. For me, that was stressful, I'm going to say. Um, I'd never done video, to be honest. And Matt chucked me on. I did um 4 by 4 series started like I jumped on board last year yep. and Maddie was doing the whole series himself and then needed some help. It was long, hard days, a lot of running around, a lot of cameras, GoPros, um, put me on to do photography and so he could focus on the videography. And then I kind of jumped on as second filmer and helped out with a lot of B-roll stuff, this and that. And just sort of, he just taught me as I went and very different, obviously, from framing a still object, whether it's action sports or whatever, but kind of framing exactly what you want to shoot to and to focusing constantly, especially because we use digital SLRs, so it was like following the focus point. Yep. Yeah. The whole way. Along. Whole way and trying to stay steady, and I was never that steady, so he bought like um, rigs and stuff for me to hold and made it easier. And I think at the time I'd actually just smashed my hand up, so it was quite tough. I was still in like a splint and... We cut it down so I could go away to like Darwin for a couple of weeks and film. Because last year, like when I was speaking to you last year, you, you were away a lot, hey? Yeah, we, were, we did nearly an episode a month. So yep. we'd be away like sometimes two weeks at a time. Like we did Tasmania also with the four, four oh, by fours. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool too, especially for us to go and we drove nearly, nearly the same route. Really? We did four by four and yep. then to go back a year later and to ride it was Pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. But did like um, Lorella Springs, Darwin. That was a two-week trip, so all in swags. Um, real different. Like yeah. definitely cool for me and Matt to do too, like coming from that that lifestyle of Nitro Circus, five-star accommodation, yeah. like catering, bus tours, to having the opportunity to go rough it in swag. Like yeah. it's sick. A lot of people wouldn't be stoked on that where I'm glad I've got to experience both sides. And like I know, I know you a lot more than I know Matt. Yeah. But you guys are very comfortable in swags and like yeah, I've got you love the outdoor I, stuff, eh? I wasn't much of a camper, to be honest, really? to start with, but it's just something you get used to too, like bloody baby wipes everywhere. Um, I don't like any dirt or anything in my yep. swag. Like I love dirt, but no, not in my bed. So yeah. clean the feet before you jump in. Because yeah. I just know like adventure-wise and outdoor, like you're you're pretty up for it now. Yeah, I like, love it now. It but is, yeah. So, yeah. And you went to St. George on the weekend and swagged yeah, it up. Yeah, I spent... Two nights of swag out there. No How shower was it out there? Three days. Three days? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Plenty of baby wipes. Um, <laughs> so much fun. That's... that's. Um, Do you want to race one of those? Yeah, I'm keen. That's Can my next thing. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, actually, the funny story is when I broke my leg, I yep. sitting on the couch, um, couldn't ride, didn't know whether at the time I had so much trouble with my leg. If I'd ride again, I'm just like, I want to race cars, so... Started reaching out to people, pretty stupid really, just trying to email people asking how I get driving a car and now like to go watch the boys race on the weekend, that's definitely what I'm keen to do. Like I'd love to get involved but it's a money side of things really. So It's a, it's, it's a budget sport, eh? Hey? Yeah. Like a big, sorry, not budget, budget. Yeah. It's a big budget sport. Yeah, it's um. obviously the price of a motorbike to a price of a 
UTV. Um, They're so cool. Yeah. How'd you go go-karting the other week? Yeah, we did a shoot for um, unit with the V8 boys and slideways. It was, it was a bit different to what I've driven go-karts before, yeah. but I couldn't quite get my head around it. I was a bit too aggressive on the throttle and didn't want to use brakes, so it was hard <laughs> to turn. <laughs> the boys at the track are just constantly holding up the sign, like, use your brakes, settle down, and have to pick me up and spin me around every corner. It's pretty crazy, though. You were with, like, supercar drivers yeah, too. Yeah, so. they definitely, I think it's like four seconds lap quicker. That is you know, for someone that knows how to handle machinery, like you've yeah. raced motocross, travelled the world in nitro, you race a track of Harley, you, you ride all the time to be that amount of time off. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds, yeah. you know, they are professionals yeah. at it, but it just shows you how good they are, hey? Yeah, As yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that level. And they'd had a few more sessions from me in the Did start they? of the day. Yeah, we yeah, jumped okay. on the last one, but nah. I, I, like I said, I couldn't quite work it out. It's not like normal go-kart it's completely opposite, but... um. yeah. Yeah, April's, um, she used to race the Torinis, like twin engine ones and stuff, and she took me out to, where'd we go, Warwick, and got to drive in some of theirs. And How like, was that? Yeah, real cool. Like, that's like 120 down the back straight, then things were fast. That's so fast. Yep. Sort of wanted to really move into them at one point. That's what she was racing um, each weekend, and then once she got pregnant, Mac come along, sort of I was going to replace her spot in the carts, but never really got around to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Was she was she a kart racer? Yeah, ever? she's yeah. she's fast, like legitimately. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, she do the endurance races too, and I never yeah. like understood like why. But um, you get like say six eight hour seat time, or like it's massive. Where yeah. you race a normal race, you might get five laps, you're out done. So it was smart. Like she got a lot of practice, a lot of time. Um, it's cool. I said to you the other night um, when we were on the phone, like because we, we've got to this podcast after, after this a few is weeks. The third time my voice has just come back. I Your lost it for two weeks. Yeah, but um, we're talking about go karting and stuff, and I, I reckon we should try and head up one of those endurance races. Like, yep. they're not the professional endurance race, yep. but one of the higher kart endurance yeah, races. Yeah, do like a team thing. Team event. Yep. I reckon that'd be cool. Get a few teams together and hundred um, percent. We'll organise something cool. I reckon that'd be sweet because they are. Uh, I've done it a couple of times, probably when I played golf last, 10 years ago, and uh, I uh, I just had the best time. I reckon it's a really good time. Oh, go so. cuts fun, yeah. Yeah, so I reckon yep. we'll try and get a bit of a crew. What other adventures you got planned or want to do around motorcycling, sport, photography? What else? Got nothing really planned right now, I guess. Um, been pretty preoccupied with a bit of house stuff going on at the moment, but um, – yeah. Just got another place to move this week, so it'd be cool to get into that. And then I think I'll have my life back next week and start to actually focus on myself again. Um, it's been pretty just like moving around a bunch at the moment, heaps of work on, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything planned, like I said. I'll see what happens. Um, hopefully there's some more like day in the dirt, some more events coming up that we yep. can all get involved in, just have some fun. Like I said, if I could get some sort of drive and start moving into the car pathway, I'd be stoked on that. Like it's something I'd absolutely love to achieve um like I said with my back injuries I just feel like cars would be better suited right now but um even working with some guys at work they're trying to get me some test drives in like the XL series stuff like that so That'd be cool. we'll see we'll see what happens that'd be the same deal that'd be super fun no matter yeah, what you're driving I mean. or it's riding just, or whatever it'd be good fun yeah I don't need the fastest to have fun like hence why I got little CV 250 like it's yeah. just anything it's fun I rode the little 400 around Tassie and to be honest I got back on my bike and it was nowhere near as fun holding the thing like from coming off a bike just pinned everywhere the you went. Time. Yeah, that's what I found at Tassie. Yep. I rode that. I rode a four hundred. Yeah, it's just like, you're just on it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and, I had so much fun. 
Yeah. Well, that's one thing I can say definitely about you. You like to have fun. You're yeah, always stoked. about the fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess continue with unit, continue doing that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's and, like just really begun for me. So yep. like I said, only just gone full-time March, I think. Um, wow. Bit of a change, but I uh, thank the boys today. I said it's probably one of the coolest change I've done working-wise, like career-wise for that. Like cool, it's a cool family small, to be a part of. Pretty small family too, isn't it? Yeah, it's like there's only like four of us in in there. So two designers, another um, my boss, marketing, and then me. Wow. That's a, um, yeah, pretty good bunch of people to be yeah. with. Yeah. And then the owners are super cool. The whole family works in the business. so And they're always there. The owner is always yep. part of yep. it. Yep. They are there long hours like. Yep. They're in. Every day, all day. Yeah. It's good to see that focus, eh? Yep. So I guess it's like it's not like one person's chipping in all the way. Nah, that you know, even there. down to like when a container arrives, yep. they're down unloading the container. They're on the forklift. Like it's cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they're not like they're too good for anyone. Like they're in there working. I think that's such a good um, – Good model. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Because I've worked for other companies, and it's kind of like, oh, you send the lower cost people out to go work in the warehouse. It's like they get involved. They don't care. Yep. Yep. It's just, and that's what I love about working there. Everyone's in. Yep. I know when we, Brian was the first person we had on the podcast, and he was talking about um, Denny Dixon. There's Dixon Flanos. Yep. I think it's Denny, and he was saying there was a story. Well, Brian knew him or something of him out in the out in the rain unloading all the containers yep. of all the stock and it's just part of it, you know. And I think yeah, that builds, builds the brand. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not just like about someone sitting at home trying to make money. Like they're actually they're involved. Yeah, yeah. They want to be part of it. Yeah. Well, That's how long do you reckon that is? I think I was spoke the most I've spoken in my life, especially considering I just got my voice back after yeah. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you've had two weeks with zero voice. How long do you reckon? Oh, Thirty-two. No, a bit, bit over an hour. Was it? 20. Yeah. No one's going to want to listen to that. No, yes, they will. <laughs> for sure. So, um, and we did a few intros to start with because um, yeah, I kept making mistakes. At least three minutes. So, um, and I, I cut something out, but you are like one of the most humble people, like considering some of the stuff you've done around and you're always up for a chat to everyone that comes and approaches you. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. And yeah, I really appreciate everything. So nah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I don't see myself different to anyone. Like, yeah. just a normal person and love to see other people getting involved in the sport and I'm, obviously I'd love to see um, more girls. Like, it's cool. Um, everything's come a long way. So anything I can do to help out the sport, I'm keen to get involved in. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And, um, yeah, let's go race some hooligans. In a yeah, time. race is on. All right. Take care. <laughs> thank ya. you.